You're listening to the Benchwarmers Podcast Network, and this is Ride the Pine. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Ride the Pine, presented by the Benchwarmers Podcast Network. I am your host and producer, Sean Sprout. Joining me, as always, Kenny Hudden, Adam Freeman, Cameron May. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. I got four games on my television screen. I can't be mad at that. That's because YouTube TV is like, hey, we're going to jack your price up 10 bucks, a, 10 bucks a month. We're going to give you something out of it. it it's, it's not, not making temporary. up for it. No, not it's at not all. not making up for it. Glad you mentioned that. We're going to talk NCAA tournament today. We're going to talk uh, NFL free agency. Uh, we're going to do a regional rundown with the uh, Battlehawks, St. Louis City, and a bunch of other news uh, as well. So before we get into all of that, uh, we need to do Adam's punishment for losing the last betting challenge. So Adam, because you're so terrible at the English language, are you ready for your word of the day? I mean, I'm still batting one for three. That's Hall of Fame. Do the math on that one, Adam. That's yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we know the rule. I don't do math on the air. <laughs> we'll see if you go two for four then, because I have my doubts. So, your word this week is loquacious. Nope. <laughs> Mark at zero. <laughs> Would you like? It's spelled, and would you like the origin? Yeah, why not? I, I'm not even know how to pronounce it. So, the origin is uh, Latin, and Doesn't help. The, the spelling is L O Q U A C I O U S. Loquacious. As soon as I saw this pop up on Twitter, I had an awful feeling that he was going to have to try and use this. <laughs> that I'm is not, not every. This, this I'm going to argue. Word. This is not uh, everyday terminology word. There's no way. This absolutely is. No, well, I have. D- depends on I have who been on I guess, this earth but... for 36 years, and no, this word has never been come across. Adam, I'm pretty sure it's that's made why up. this is your punishment. Raising. <sighs> So you have to use that at some point uh, in the show, and you need to use it correctly to get the point, to get it to count. Uh, so <laughs> let's uh, start us off. Uh, Kenny, NCAA tournament. Guys, 4,475 days ago, Missouri won a game in 2010 and finally broke that streak. I was in college the last time. What a great, what a great day yesterday was. Um, right now we got four games going on right now. This is awesome. This is two of the greatest days in sports. Um, and let's talk about it. FDU. I don't the, I'm not even sure I know what it stands for. Fairly not, Dickinson. Uh, that can't be right. Okay. Knocks off Purdue. Now, Purdue to me was the number four ranked one seed but still like the second number one seed in 150 games to lose incredible you love to see it uh i don't know about you guys but my bracket it's freaking busted i think everybody's bracket is busted at this point i don't (laughs) think there are any perfect brackets which is probably only the second earliest compared to what last or two years ago when uh was it virginia that got upset by umbc yeah whatever I mean, the last number one was if you really want to talk about it and want to say oh i got a perfect bracket it's like one in 120 billion it's not happening i mean virginia's got to really love that result it not only gets the onus off of them for being the last number one seed to lose in number 16, but to wash the stink off of how they got knocked out this year. What the hell was that backwards pass? <laughs> Just Hail Mary. So Someone's oh, down there somewhere. Someone's got to catch it, apparently. That was terrible. What was he thinking? That it is, really wasn't. 
That is wrong on so many different like levels. Like one, you got to know how much time's left, and two, you got to know that hey, just take the foul and you go to the line. And three, why the hell would you just heave it as far as you can blindly and hope that it goes like that? Yeah, that's just they had a timeout. <laughs> yeah, that too. I mean, there's that's four. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's. What I love most about this tournament, though, is, is you know, I've railed on the, the stats nerds, is you play the game, and things happen. And just, you know, the amount of people who are like, this team's going to win, and then they don't. And, you know, again, seeing a 16 knock off a 1, it's just incredible. It It, it is gr- great entertainment. And the fact that they, you know, give us all these games is just insane. It's why well, I think we tune in year in, year out, right? Yeah. Absolutely. That's like we talked about tournament. last week. It, this is this is probably the biggest sports event overall because it does span a long time. But in the United, at least in the United States, globally, you've got other things. You know, World Cup, maybe even the Super Bowl to an extent. But I mean, for me, this is by far better than anything else because you have the first four days are absolute insanity, and you. You turn on the TV at like 10, 11 a.m. and games are starting and we're sitting here, what, it's almost 10 p.m. and games have been going all day. That's the games just started too. It's perfect. So Cameron, we talked about, you mentioned your bracket being busted. How's everybody else's bracket looking? Sean? Okay, hold on. Before we get into that, because we are doing, <laughs> we are doing a Ride the Pine bracket challenge. And so it's not just us that are in this. Some of our listeners are in it as well. And yes... I am in last place out of every single person in the entire <laughs> challenge. Uh, not, not looking good. Me, not looking good for your hero. Uh, it's a little rough to start. Um, I took some big swings. I missed. But hey, that's life. Uh, I'm a little I mean, upset let, with let, myself. I want to talk about the fact that you picked Kansas, and you know how I feel. Like, listen, what I is know wrong with you. I know that we are like a pro Mizzou podcast we are you obviously there's, you graduated there's from not it. A like, like. <sighs> <laughs> it makes it makes sense it makes sense now i'm saying that in last place so i mean grain of salt can i just ask how you picked your teams because i'm curious so um i actually didn't look at a single stat um okay. i decided on a complete whim because I figured, you know, every single year that I look at stats, I do terrible anyway. Uh, last year was the lone except, exception where I basically just picked on a whim, and I got the entire first day correct. So I was like, all right, let's do that again. Um, I got, what, five correct on the, on the first day? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that. five or six. <laughs> the good news is you only got five correct today also so far. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's called consistency. I am nothing if not consistent. <laughs> So uh, my bracket is not doing well. Um, Cameron, do you want to kind of give us a rundown of how we're looking so far? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm not super mad about my bracket. Uh, sitting four points off the lead, unfortunately. My wife is uh, was leading yesterday and has now crept up the leaderboard in a tie for third. Uh, looks like we have – we got – Alan O, uh, I believe he's one of our listeners, kind of really setting the pace here. Uh, Hold on. Do you believe he's one of our listeners? Because he's not on the show, so clearly he's one of our listeners. Are you sure about that? Where the hell is that that a little longer? I'm just going to say Hey, we could have gained traction on Twitter. Well, Alan, we appreciate you playing our game, even if you're not listening. Uh, Welcome to the fun. (laughs) Uh, what I found really alarming was Sean was not the only um, the only KU pick. Uh, my wife picked them. My little brother picked them. And also, it appears that there's a house divided somewhere in Kenny's family. Hey, Kenny, that was my favorite. Kenny. Will <laughs> KU, Kenny. We will not speak of him. <laughs> I saw that popped up and I, oh, I lost it. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> he has brought great shame to this house. And, you know, I would love to say that there's still hope for also, Sean, but it is falling rapidly with every game as we go along. His max projection is falling way off the pace at this point. 
So, so you get what one point for the first round, what, and then two points for the second, and then it kind of what doubles from there. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, that is what we decided on. Um, the big one's going to be whoever makes it to the final. Thirty-two points for that final game is it keeps a lot of people in it. So all that matters is that you keep your final four intact. So I'm I've still got a chance. All my final four is still in it. That's why Kenny. I picked KU because they're number one seed, and they're more likely than majority of the other teams to make it to the final. What'd you do? Pick all the number ones like a girl? I picked half of the number ones. <laughs> I picked three or four, so. Oh. You guys. So, Listen, I, I, as, far, as far as our rankings go, look, my philosophy is this. Treat it like chasing a, or running from a bear. I, I just got to keep ahead of one of you guys. That's all that really matters. You're going to push your uh, <laughs> right now, friend down so you can survive. <laughs> right now I'm ahead of Charlie, Adam, and Sean. So so who who yeah, leads for the show then? Cameron, are you in first place? That that would be me, yeah. I, yeah. I'm going with uh, the Hulu classic only murder in the building uh, with Alabama for <laughs> taking it all. Uh, I just hope that that picture him. Oh, God. Did you guys hear he needs armed security? He is getting so many threats. Well, that's good, because unarmed wouldn't. <laughs> you want your security to have arms. Last time uh, I just assumed he was the one who was armed. Did he check the they back of his car? They probably are. Yeah. Huh. He, did walk, he did walk around the uh, the metal detector the other day, so that would probably be it. But yeah, so Cameron, also, like, lead, Cameron leads it all. He's got, oh, yeah. Oh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> way out ahead of ahead of Adam. Yeah, that's not even close. Yeah. Uh, after after me, we got Kenny uh, for the podcast, followed by Charlie, two picks behind Adam, another pick behind that, and then Sean, six points behind Adam. <laughs> and for listeners, we are going to uh, there is going to be a prize if you if you win. Uh, we're not going to say what it is yet because honestly, we're still trying to figure it out. But there is going to be a prize if you do finish in first place for the uh, entire challenge. Between us, we do have a bet going on. Uh, Adam, obviously, if you you know were paying attention at the start of the episode, lost the first initial bet challenge. So that's why he's doing this word of the day. There's going to be a separate uh, punishment, I guess, for whoever loses. Uh, that Not will separate. be decided. It's different. New. It's a new Excuse punishment. Me. That's right. It'll be different yeah. than what we're doing now. Um, so that and that will be uh, decided at the end of the challenge. Uh, right now, it's looking like that might be me. But you know, dramatic comeback. Crazier things have happened. This is March Madness, baby. And the punishment is going to be fantastic because the person that loses has to do a solid five-minute report every week on random sports topics. There's now, no way we're doing five minutes. We're, you the, can. The five it's minute not thing we need to hard. talk about. The five minute thing we need to talk about. There, I don't think there's going to bury that at the it. end. We can't no, lose any more listeners. No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta start the show. <laughs> we make games all bunch out of it. <laughs> Here we are. The five the minute report on the agree. World X Throwing League. Come on, five minute. No way. Get out of here. He's got to put work into it. It'll be fantastic. I, I still like Kenny losing and having to get a KU tattoo. I want it on record <laughs> that this is an idea that's out there. Listen, let us know if you would like to see Kenny get a uh, KU tattoo on his butt cheek. We'll put a poll out there for you. Looking you can you, pitch that at Pod Riding Pine. It's not happening. Listen, whatever the can, podcast decides, the podcast decides. We're, we'll listen, take it under advice. I, I, would, I would rather tattoo the Isis or Boko Haram logo on my ass from KU. Somebody mark that clip for me to put on Twitter. Adam, I'll bend you five bucks if you tell me where Boko Haram uh, is a terrorist group at. Just keep it in your pocket. <laughs> if, if you want to talk to Kenny about that, you can hit him up on Twitter at Ken Hutt and let him know your feelings on that. There is not a good way to segment away from that at all, but we're we're going to attempt to do it. So uh, what's Aaron Rodgers doing these days? There you go, NFL free agency. He, he uh, came Cameron, out of a cave. 
Cameron, info free agency, uh, biggest signing so far. What's your opinion? God, I mean, I'm so happy you came to me. You know, when you're lost in the darkness, you always have to look for the light. In order for the light to shine bright, the darkness must be present. I was born in the darkness, molded by it. Stars can't shine without darkness. Because one day I'll leave you, a phantom to lead you, to join the Black Parade. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will be the biggest signing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was magical. It would have been perfect if you would have said the biggest signing, but considering he has to be traded, he cannot be signed. And it's fine. Someone That's has to sign a contract mind. somewhere. So clearly you're going with Aaron Rodgers as the biggest move that isn't even official yet. So that's a big Yeah, it's not official. Me. I like that. But, you know, I did a lot of research for lyrics there. Um. <laughs> you did nail it, though. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, Adam, do you agree or do you got a uh, different opinion? I don't think it's the the biggest signing because I think it's more than one, but the Bears. Uh, you have the Vikings that are just going to completely shit the bet on everything. The Lions actually had a decent one because they did get David Montgomery. That does help them on the backfield. Uh, the Packers are going to lose their quarterback, and they've pretty much lost all their wide receivers too, so that doesn't help. Um, and you have the Bears that go out, and really they, they backload that, that defense, which was already good. They didn't have um, a horrible defense last year. They go out and get two top linebackers. I mean, that has to be probably the biggest moves or, or moves because it's more than one um, until we figure out when and where uh, Lamar Jackson is going to go. There were a couple moves today that were kind of like low-key moves too. The, uh, the Niners signed somebody. The Chiefs signed somebody on defense. So, like, the Niners defense just got better. Um, I think that Jacoby Meyer signing in Vegas is going to be interesting, um, especially because I feel like Jacoby Myers was probably more valuable than Juju Smith-Schuster. And with Smith-Schuster going to the Patriots, it just seemed like an odd trade. Or, like, essentially a trade. Um, a swapping of those two receivers. I mean, speaking of the Patriots, I know it's not just one signing here, but they've been extremely active, and I think it's time that we start to worry. Uh, they picked up James Robinson, Juju, and Mike Jacecki in one foul swoop. So, I mean, they're... They're clearly going for it and feeling pretty confident with uh, Mac Jones. I mean, they're just gonna—they're trying to build around him um, for the long haul. I don't know if they're really like taking big swings just for this year. They're—they're uh, they're not going to win that division, though. There's no way that they do with the Bills there. No, there's no way. And I mean, I—I I still think the Bills probably try to go out and get a running back. And there's a couple, you know relatively big backs left i mean josh jacobs when he eventually gets traded or signed somewhere is probably for me the biggest free agent well and even even to that extent i mean uh austin eckler wants out of san diego which you could blame him i mean I, no way in hell i'd want to play for brandon staley but um that's going to be the interesting one i think he goes either he's going east and it's either going to be to buffalo or philadelphia I mean, and, and, and I could see a situation where Ezekiel Elliott, somebody, you know, pays him, you know, a couple, two, three mil, and he just revitalizes his career. Um, that could be a dangerous sign for somebody like the Bills. But I could also see him going to somewhere like the Chiefs on that on that deal and just, you know, being insane. I, I will say I didn't know San Diego was still playing football. Got me. <laughs> Speaking of uh, San Diego's former team, I thought Ezekiel Elliott could fit in pretty nicely with the Chargers, actually. That feels like a match made in heaven to me. The only problem is Ezekiel can't run outside, and that is that is going to be a huge issue for a team that does not have a second running back. He would fit in with the Chargers for sure, but he has, he has very little speed anymore. He's pretty much just a power back. Well, he's not going to be your every down guy, though, in, no. in L.A. Like for the Chargers, he would be your third down guy, and that's pretty much what the Chargers are are needing, right? I mean, obviously now that with Eckler's probably going to be gone, they're going to be needing somebody who's going to go run on first and second down as well. But I mean, Ezekiel Elliott makes you better. He's he's. It's not like he's a wash at this point. I mean, <clears throat> if I was the Chargers, honestly, I would probably kick the tires on Josh Jacobs. Um, but I think the Chargers' biggest issue this last year was 
the fact that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are actually not real people. They're made of paper mache that, and they just run down the field. <laughs> um, and, and, and that really kind of was, you know, what, in my opinion, kind of really slowed the Chargers down. Not, not to always uh, bring up Mizzou here, but uh, I think the big issue was they didn't give Larry Roundtree the third the ball enough. Factually correct. So bringing this back to uh, to Aaron Rodgers, it's pretty crazy that he has a wish list of really just average wide receivers and a tight end that I'm pretty sure is older than our parents. Uh, if you were Alan Lazard or Randall Cobb, even OBJ, would you even want to wait? Like They don't have deals officially signed because they're still waiting on everything that goes down with Rodgers. Lazard is actually a decent wide receiver. He's not a top one. He, you know, he would fit in really well at a place like uh, like Kansas City. Like that, I thought that would be a good spot for him. But the, these guys are now waiting to go join a Jets team that has a good defense. They're going to have a, good, a decent offense. It's not going to be horrible. But they still play in the AFC East, and they're still going to have to go through Buffalo and at least New England at that point. So are you saying, like, should they wait around and wait for the Rodgers deal to go through, or should they start looking elsewhere? Is that what you're basically what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I would have waited. I'm not waiting around for that. You have no idea what's going to happen, and the hang-up is what the Packers want in return, and the Packers can wait until, like, June, and probably should wait until June because they get more cap space out of the deal. I mean, why would you – if I was one of those guys, there's no way I would wait. And the other thing is I don't know if that's where I would go, just to play with Aaron Rodgers for maybe a year. Uh, to me, that doesn't make sense. I mean, I mean, for, I would definitely field other offers. I'm not immediate. I'm not sitting around on my hands and just waiting for Aaron Rodgers to get out of his cave or whatever the hell he's doing now. Uh, I'm definitely fielding other offers if I'm those if I'm those guys. I mean, I remember Alan Lazar's interview that they they played at the end of week 17 or something like that, and he didn't seem to be like a huge fan of Aaron Rodgers. So, like, if you're him, and let's say a, a team like the Chiefs come calling. You don't go to New York. You go to Kansas City. Like that—that's a no-brainer. Yeah, I think who, you. There's who? Who is the 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 wide receiver at the Jets got right now? The young kid, the Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. I was gonna say Garrett Miles. Thank you. I, I knew it was Garrett something. Yeah, and you're. How would you like to be him? You're sitting there like, oh man, I'm gonna get Aaron Rodgers. Oh wait, uh, we're getting Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard. I'm now in Randall, theory going to be third. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Randall Cobb is so old. Wasn't he like in Madden 02? Like, wasn't he on the cover or something like that? I think that? he was in the original. He was there at the launch party for uh, The Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I had one more. I didn't get out the first time. Thank you for Very that. Very nice. That was a good one. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Oh. Um, I think the other thing interesting going with NFL is Lamar Jackson. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, two things with Adam Schefter, but the first one being that he comes out and says that uh, the Ravens offered him $200 million guarantee, and Lamar Jackson, being his own agent and in the actual negotiations, goes, nope, it was 133 for three years. Uh, I thought that was pretty awesome. And then one, the or the other one being uh, Aaron or Adam Schefter reached out to Aaron Rodgers by phone. Aaron Rodgers sent it to voicemail and then shot him a text, not talking to you, lose my number. <laughs> Which, Which was whoa! <laughs> if you've seen the memes that have come with that, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> that that's my winner of NFL free agency. It's just that moment alone. Yeah. Everything else pales in comparison. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But I think I mean it is interesting that, that if that is true, that Lamar only got not only because it's still a shit ton of money, but he got one thirty three over three guaranteed. I mean that's that's a massive deal that got turned down and. I don't I don't know if he's going to get much better from anybody else. Nobody's going to guarantee him the deal that he wants. That's what I'm saying. Like, why would you just not go ahead and take that bet on yourself? That's still a shit ton of money. Yeah, and you're going to get paid again in three guaranteed. years. Thanks, Kenny. I didn't want to do the math on that one. That's, that's <laughs> a ton of money. Like, why would you take that bet on yourself and then come back out in two to three years and see if you can double that? Like, I understand, like, he wants what he thinks he's owed, but... The, the injury history at this point, so many teams are scared of it. Just take what you can get at this point and get in there and, and play some ball. Well, and most mean, deals the, anyways are guaranteed like that to go to free agency. Like that's why all these deals get reworked anyways. And 
I forget how old Lamar is. I want to say he's 26, 25, 26, something like that. To come back out when you're in your late 20s and the market's going to keep going up, like NFL salaries are not going to drop. He's talking about and if he stays healthy and has a decent year, we're talking about $60 million in three years. Correct. Right. I mean, I think the biggest problem with that number, if, if I'm Lamar Jackson, is that that's the number that Daniel Jones wants. And if you're Lamar Jackson, you have to view yourself as X amount better than Daniel Jones. Now, I don't think Daniel Jones is getting 44 mil, but still, like, if those two names are in the same breath, that's if you're Lamar Jackson, that's kind of a slap in the face. But I think that's because of health. I don't think that's because of his ability. I think that's truly because of his his ability to only be on the field for 13 to 15 games a year. I mean, if you look at it that way, then he's getting way more per game than Daniel Jones does. Players nowadays, they want long-term deals. They want guaranteed money. And normally I'm on the side of the player. It's like, get get your money, man. Your career is short. Get as much as you can while you can. But at this point, if the offers aren't coming in and you're just you're just postponing the inevitable, take the deal, get into training camp, and do your work. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to let the candle burn out and be left in the darkness. So that would be a really, really good call. Good God. <laughs> Is this the only prep you did for the show? Probably. I don't, no, I, don't I worked really hard for the last segment as well. I'm not impressed. I'm not really sure which one it is. It's a little bit of both, not going to lie. It's a little bit of both. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody no. mentioned uh, Derek Carr to the Saints. Nobody high That's on that. That's because I don't care about Derek Carr or the Saints. Well, that'll do it. <laughs> I mean, think I mean, about it. They replaced Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston with... <clears throat> Dan, uh, you know, another version of Andy Dalton, right? Like, Derek Carr is not some world beater when it comes to being a quarterback. I'm sorry, he's not. And he's not going to work in that situation. I I actually agree with that. Like, whenever you look at the quarterbacks around the league, it's arguably one of, if not the hardest job in, in sports, and we can have that debate on another day. Um, but... You, you look at the names and you look at the faces, and, and realistically, there's only a, a small handful of guys who can win you a Super Bowl. I, I, I don't think Derek Carr is one of those guys. I, so I, I know he's kind of taken a shift to the dark side, but Clay Travis used to always talk about, like, there's four uh, quarterbacks in the league, four to six quarterbacks every year that could win the actual Super Bowl. Okay, if I'm counting on one hand, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen – who else you got? Joe Burrow. Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow. Old boy with the Chargers whose name is escaping me at the moment. I think he can. Justin one. Herbert. Thank Justin you. Herbert. I mean, I think he's I on the fringe. He, Herbert him would and, be fringe. Him, him and Trevor Lawrence to me would be like that fringe, like that six to eight kind of ranked guy. Like if they got in the playoffs, they could be dangerous. But like theoretically, who else is going to win you a Super Bowl? Aaron Rodgers kind of has to be in that conversation. <laughs> Because he's won one already. He's in the conversation but, 10 years ago. He's not in that conversation now. Agree. I, I absolutely agree. But when you really boil it down, the NFL is an old boys club. And, like, if Tom Brady was still in the league even at 57 or however old he is, like, he would still be in that could win you a Super Bowl a tier, right? So. I mean, it's going to sound stupid, but Jimmy G? No. Stupid. No. No, I mean, because went I to a Super Bowl over and over again in the championship game. I mean, he's always there. I know he's on a different team now. I know we like to shit on him, like, oh, he's just whatever. But if you are good enough at everything else, you could use a game management quarterback. No, because at least make it to the Super Bowl. I think that's where the for those four names that we mentioned, those four names, you put them on any team, can win you a Super Bowl. The other, the next fringe is you put those guys on a good team and they can win you. And that's what I was getting ready to say about Rodgers is that I wouldn't put Aaron Rodgers in that category anymore of that you put him on any team and he wins a Super Bowl. Clearly, he's not because they have to go out and sign 45-year-old wide receivers. But, I, I mean, I wouldn't put Garoppolo in there. I think the team that has been around Garoppolo has been better than better than a lot of other teams, and he's been able to get there because of that. He's not going to take the Raiders to a Super Bowl. He has been a perfect system quarterback. Correct. And that is that is not an insult. No. That is truly not an insult. Jimmy G has made a lot of money being good enough. I mean, but if we really boil it down, and you look at all the Super Bowl winners of the last two decades, 
The worst quarterback that's won was Trent Dilfer. Nick but Foles. They have a massive Nick Foles. defense. Nick Foles. <laughs> Nick Foles wants a word. Even Sean is saying it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would argue that Nick Foles' performance for those two years was probably better than anything Trent Dilford's ever done. I, I mean, would, that fucking idiot said be. that 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 idiot said that Tom Brady wasn't good. No, you're you're right. I'm I'm not going to argue with you, but I think we need to recognize how terrible Nick Foles was for <laughs> for quite a few years there. We're not saying Trent Dilfert isn't stupid. <laughs> We're just saying <laughs> Foles is bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a reason. To me, there's a reason why Garoppolo went to Vegas, and that's Josh McDaniels. And that's a reason why nobody else was really talking to him about actually like legit going anywhere now um, jimmy g went to vegas because that's where they host the avns it's <laughs> a great fit for him it really is i actually think the raiders are going to be decent they're not going to be good but they are going to be decent next year but i'll, I'll just say that jimmy g is going to clean up on the strip that man is going to live his best life for the next five years or whatever that deal actually was yeah losing a uh, waller doesn't help though no, that does not help. I mean, his weapons are going to be Devonta Adams. And again, not an insult to Devonta Adams. Right. But when the teams know that that's where you're going to go, I mean, it makes it easy to, to game plan. All right, let's go ahead and uh, transition because uh, I think up next is our regional rundown of the uh, Midwest. And since we're talking football, let's keep it at football. Edelhawks. Uh, in the XFL are three and one. Uh, Kaka, anyone? Kaka, indeed. There it Kaka! is. Right. So, uh, Kenny, what are your thoughts on the Battlehawks so far? They they are coming home this uh, upcoming weekend for another home game. Is it? We see. We looking at another sellout of the dome. Uh, I believe they are talking about being close to another sellout. Let, let's um, let's call a spade a spade. The fact that the Battlehawks sold. 38,000 tickets says something about, one, the city and our football fan base. Uh, but it also shows something to the XFL. Uh, I, I think it's a great sign that the XFL is healthy. I think it's a great sign that St. Louis sports fandom is arguably, arguably St. Louis could be one of the best sports cities in, in, in the country. Um, We're the best fans of baseball. Oh. Uh, um, Please don't ever say that again. You know what I kind of really enjoyed was all like the TikToks. Like I think I sent it to you guys. There was the guy who pounded the beer and then jumped through the table. Like it's like Hell the yeah. battle. It's like the Battle Hawks Mafia. This is awesome. Let's. Do, you know what, dude? Cameron, tweet that out right now. We're ca- we're calling claim to it. Or do we want to uh, call Mafia? Mm, what sounds better, guys? I feel like we can workshop this off air. <laughs> yeah. No, this has got to be organically done. I huh. think Battlehawks Mafia sounds a little better. All right. Mark it down. Yeah. Let's see if it's been taken. We're taking it now if it hasn't. All right. Social what, media what about coordinator, just call Mafia? Social media coordinator, earn that uh, money we're not paying you. Yep. Yeah, let's send that video out again and just put hashtag Battlehawks Mafia and tag the Battlehawks. Let's do it. And you guys talked about it last week a little bit whenever I, I couldn't be here. Uh, but I'm obviously I'm down in North Texas and I had people here texting me and messaging me about the Battle Hawks in St. Louis City. And they were like, I had no idea that St. Louis was like this, this mid market city, kind of a small market city, really. Like, guys, you have you have no clue. The sports in St. Louis is on a different level. It's so important to the fabric of the community and to see football return finally return to the city of st louis and they do that they sell out what you said thirty-eight thousand, kenny in 30, the dome. Thirty-eight thousand. that's so cool man that that uh, is incredible apparently the Battlehawks said that the only reason they didn't sell the 500 level tickets is because actually they do not have enough staff at the dome that's what a sentence like for the xfl that, that's what that, blows my mind and you know what? They're good. They're three and one. We're like the the fact that they're playing good football too is just like a cherry on the top. I mean, it's the same same kind of idea, other than the fact that 
I still kind of am a little bit off on how real the XFL really is. Not like WWE fake, but just like how sustainable it is. Is it truly something that can last um, and stick around for a while? And hopefully it is. I've, I've heard rumblings that they have like a 10-year plan. They've got a three-year goal, and, and hopefully that all comes true. Um, but I think I, I think it just makes it so much easier for us. I, I think that's why... I. I don't think that's fully why City is succeeding. City is succeeding because it was always going to succeed, but the success will always improve every little bit of it from uh, from the ground up. So I think that drives a lot of the attendance. I mean, for for me, the the biggest thing that I would be concerned about is the Rock cannot be the figurehead the whole time, right? Like. At some point, he is going to have to put somebody in charge, a la a commissioner, who can be kind of that kind of face of the league. Because I don't think you're ever going to truly have a star. Because if you have a star, the NFL is going to swoop in and grab him. So you need somebody that will instill confidence, though, in investors and in fans and who's just not you know, somebody that we've all grown up with. Well, he's not going to be able to be the face of the XFL and probably like, I don't know, 2028 when he runs for president. Oh, God, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, you you briefly talked about it last week, too. For the XFL to succeed, do they need to get completely in bed with the NFL? Do they need to become a feeder program, a feeder league for the NFL? Or can they stand on their own merit? Uh, The city of St. Louis says... Yes, based on those numbers, but a- across the league, they're they're not doing too great as far as attendance and as far as viewership. I think DC might be second, maybe Orlando uh, off the top of my head. Um, but do they do they take basically what I'm saying is do they take the MLS model and they start working on expansion and expansion fees to bring in other teams and that that kind of uh, gives them a foundation to build for the next ten to fifteen years, or do they get in bed with the NFL and basically become a feeder league, become a minor league? I would think that ultimately the goal should be to be a minor league somewhat. Again, we talked about this a couple episodes ago where uh, XFL players' contracts are structured where they technically all get released at the end of the year. Um, But I think if I was the XFL, if I was the commissioner, if I'm the rock, I'm going to places where the NFL is spurred, right? And I and I know that's difficult to say I want to get in bed with the NFL and then I'm going to go to cities that the NFL is pissed off. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason why there shouldn't be a team in San Diego. Correct. Like, that's where I would go. I, I love the fact that they put a team in San Antonio because I think San Antonio has been kind of dumped on um, by the NFL. But I, I would look for markets like that. And I wouldn't go to markets like, you know, the USFL failed because it went to places like Birmingham. There's just not enough people in Birmingham. And I don't know if you've ever been to Birmingham. Woof. So. I do think they need to find a way to branch in to Alabama, though. I mean, what if they just fully went to capitalize on whatever SEC market they could find that doesn't have Those SEC an NFL teams team? are, are too ingrained. I mean, they truly are. Yeah, I would almost compare SEC football to something similar to, like, EPL. Like, you you are a part of that. Definitely. Especially once you go mm-hmm. to that school, you are a part of that city. You're a part of that school for the rest of your life, and that's where part of Alabama has its downfall. If you if you live in Alabama, you went to Alabama. Your your father right. went to Alabama. His cousin, who he married, went to Alabama. It's just like a whole family affair. <laughs> Let's be honest. A lot of people who go to or are from Alabama can't get into the University of Alabama. Uh, they just can buy the A real easy. Um, it's the first letter that they know. Factually correct. I, I think I think Adam hit the nail on the head when when it comes to college football and trying to go into those markets. It's too much like the EPL. You know, you grow up in your little neighborhood, and that that little neighborhood's Chelsea, and you you hate the people who are and Tottenham, and blah, 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 blah. And I think SEC football is like that, and it's so tribal. I wouldn't try to break into those those markets. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Um, we do need to, to move on. We're, we're, we're approaching the 40-minute mark, and so uh, we do have some other things on our rundown for the regional rundown. Uh, City SC, 3-0-0. Thoughts? Well, if you were to call us on Put Me In Coach this week, uh, we had a great segment on St. Louis City. You guys uh, killed it. Everybody go listen to that episode on Put Me In Coach. Follow it on Twitter, Put Me In Coach Pod. Adam and Kenny sat in. They did fantastic. Cameron, you didn't show up. You were whatever. And on but, 314 Day, too. And I was, on 314 Day. I was so hyped after that episode and so exhausted. I thought I was going to get a load management day today. I guess Charlie did, even though he didn't do the Put Me In Coach. But um, I thought I was going to get the day off because I did that one. Look, I got two kids under three. Uh, we record these podcast late at night i don't think that's any secret it was past my bedtime i wish i could have been there i was there in spirit and i'm glad you guys filled in i'm glad you guys did great i hope you pimp the shit out of at put me in coach pod they they really did amazing they really highlighted the fact that the the team is undefeated whenever they were expected to finish last um you guys highlighted the they this weekend uh they play san jose who's also doing well i know kenny you kind of mentioned that that uh, there were some differing opinions on if San Jose was good or not. Uh, they're good. Uh, they're going to continue to be good, at least in my opinion. Matt from Put Me and Coach uh, has a different uh, opinion on that, of course. But uh, any any thoughts? I mean, Adam, Kenny, you guys really talked about it last week on Put Me and Coach. Everybody should go listen to that. But Cameron, like, what does this 3-0-0 start mean to you since you were asleep the other night? Yeah, I mean, I think it... I think it means everything, and I think it means a lot to the long-term success of the team here also. We always talk about St. Louis being such a great sports market, and it is true that we are, but we also like winners, and we kind of expect winners. Um, I mean, look at even with the Rams, they did win their one here. We still supported them on the way out. Um, MLS, I don't think it would ever have a problem here, but us starting out hot is just making the pandemonium just – go levels and levels and levels higher every time even people i see at work it's it's just an immediate um they know i have season tickets and it's just what's going on with this i didn't think i'd really want to watch it and now they're doing so good what's going on here and it's it's incredible to see and i really hope we get to set that history tomorrow uh go 4 and be the first expansion team to do it that would be awesome especially in front of a home crowd everyone's been pimping that that's what's going on so it's going to be rowdy and it's awesome (laughs) i think downtown tomorrow is going to be absolutely insane because you have mizzou that plays at i think tip off is like 510 uh the battle hawks their kickoff is 615 and then you got city at 730 like and they're all literally, other than Mizzou, and you have the line of bars down Market and, and Sular, they're going to be absolutely loaded. You could, in theory, if you wanted to, you could see kickoff and watch the Battle Hawks and then drive down Market or walk down Market and be able to, to see the soccer game as well. Pray for the staff at Wheelhouse tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And, and speaking of which, I mean, that's not to get too far into the St. Louis weeds, even though we already are, being able to see all of that be revitalized down there. I mean, Maggie O's is always Maggie O's. Uh, It's incredible on the inside. What they did to the outside is nice. What they say, there was officially like 80,000 people. Uh, Traffic around the bars was up 400% for the home opener over last year. I mean, it's it's awesome, and I, I can't express enough how cool it is to see that part be built back up. This I believe today or tomorrow becomes the like the precursor to what they've been trying to figure out how they could possibly do it. I think Boston does something similar uh, with like the marathon, a Red Sox game, and then I believe uh, the Bruins play. So they started all and have an entire day with it. I think St. Louis is going to try to do something similar with the Cardinals, the Blues, and with City. Um, hell, you throw in the Battle Hawks in there somehow, some way. They all have a little bit of an overlap. I think if you find a way to do it, that would be absolutely incredible to have a day like that. And St. Louis is now a, what, a four-sport town. That That's incredible. Um, if you're the NBA, you got to be looking at it uh, with envious eyes. 
I really, I really believe that. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but I, I really think that they're looking at St. Louis as a, as a possibility, probably third or fourth down the list for expansion. But no, they're going to Kansas City first. Uh, well, God. good I, God, I hope not. How's that a sporting park? <laughs> there's going to be Sean, a you give beautiful. There's going to be a beautiful arena built right next to the Nebraska Furniture Mart in Overland Park in Kansas. Dude, see if we got the arena downtown. It's yeah, it's nice. Well, yeah, I think I, it, I, I have think been to the arena. Actually, it is nice. That's where I think that the the NBA is probably going to pass on us for a while. Is that if you bring an NBA team here, you can't put them inside Enterprise. You're going to have to have a new a new building that gets built for NBA and hockey. Like that's just going to have to be the way that it is. Enterprise is not going to be able to do it. It's it's already aging itself out. Um, it it is relatively dark inside when you really think about it. Like it's not a very appealing place to be. Um, but I think it's a an opportunity that if they did want to do it, you get a team that's looking to relocate. They've they've slowly been redoing Enterprise. It is much improved on the inside. It's definitely like, better. Much more modern. You can actually get up to the top level without the escalator breaking every time. So that's a big plus. Yeah, it's definitely better. But I mean, we were walking around it the other day, and it just there's so many so many spots in the upper deck that I mean, you literally could probably go out, reach your arms out and and touch both sides like it just gets so narrow up top i think and if you have a team coming in they have to get a new a new arena that just i I think that's the way it gets done and downtown there's not really well there's a lot of places you can put it downtown uh but i don't think there's a spot that you're going to be able to get a city approval to put another arena downtown what if we threw them in shafitz for a while shafitz won't be able to hold them it's too small it only holds ten thousand. look at the mold arena temporary 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 yeah Never say never, obviously, but I think that's all we're going to say on the Blues because, yikes, they are terrible. Big game today. Big game today. Big game. They won. Showing showing, showing shades of Bennington coming in. We're winning the cup. We're back in it right there. (laughs) They blew it. Speaking of Jordan Bennington, I just got to say something. I know, like. God, he's a beauty. Nobody who is listening to this is probably a Jordan Bennington hater, but the media, like, just like. Pearl clutching, especially by Wish. Wish I'm not even going to pronounce his name. Screw Shinsky. him. Whatever. Pete Blackburn, throw him in there. Oh my God, just I love oh Pete though. My, Shout out to him. No, he is terrible. <laughs> Fuck him. Um, just a. Oh my God, I can't believe he would do this. Blah, 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 blah. You know what? It's hockey. Shut up, you losers. You don't have to pussify everything you do. I mean, Jesus Christ. And if you're going to tell me you think some guy whose nickname is Flower is going to beat up Jordan Bennington, you're an idiot. Oh, did you see the video with him mic'd up? Of him skating down the ice, he panting. He wasn't mic'd up. He wouldn't have done that. Oh, my, secondly, I, I totally agree with that. And secondly, he should have been kicked out of the game, too. Yep, he left his crease. He no, left, he crossed center ice. That's a big one. That, too. Yeah, there, there you go. That, too. So I don't want to hear it. I, I truly do not want to hear it from people. Listen, oh God. Well, I will never epic. forgive that ref for not allowing us a goalie fight. I will never forgive him. That is factually correct. Yep. Braden Shin said it best in the postgame interview, shouting out NHL on TNT and calling him out and calling out the NHL as a whole. Like, you yeah. guys want eyes on the sport. You're in your primetime spot. You have a chance for that. Think of how many people see that, talk about that. Maybe it doesn't do anything. Maybe you get more people into arenas. Yeah, I, I mean, would pay to see Flurry and Bennington fight off ice. Oh, yeah. And you put them on ice and you deny me of that? Are you kidding me? Yeah. That would have been a bloodbath, though. Bennington would have absolutely destroyed him. We'll never like, know. It, would, it wouldn't have been an opportunity, but it would have brought it would have bring back Shovel Day versus Joseph. I mean, that's a massive moment, really in hockey, um, but especially in Detroit and St. Louis. That's two fan bases, and you have Minnesota and St. Louis that are two, in theory, rivals. That would have been a massive moment for those two teams to have, but you decided not to let them do it. But we're not rivals with them. Also, no, we're not too, at all. By the way. The best year they've ever had, We're, we yeah. knocked them out in the first round. They're right. not our rival. But here's the thing. We are really bordering on Arkansas and Mizzou right now. But oh, it's our like Super Bowl. That, hold on. Moments <laughs> like that is what make rivalries, though. And God we right. deny that. Like, yeah, I, right, that's wait. what makes the rivalry. We, we got we to gotta, we gotta move on because 
Fuck that ref. God damn it. All right. Uh, Adam, our final segment of the day. You have uh, an update for us, and and really we need to talk about Scotty Scheffler, the most boring man in sports, wins the players. Yeah, so Scotty Scheffler wins the players. Uh, I don't know if anybody watched it. It was a great – I mean, the players is a fantastic tournament all around. Um, He ended up running away with it. I forget how many strokes he actually won it by. Five, I think. Um, yeah, I think it was five, five or six. It, it was impressive. Um, honestly, once he kind of had it put away, I turned it off because I don't, I don't want to watch boring TV with that. But the most interesting thing that he did is not win the players. It's come out with his menu for his Masters Champion dinner, uh, which is April 4th. Um, none of us are invited and never will be. Uh, but it was a fantastic spread. He's got the cheeseburger sliders uh, as an appetizer, and they're served Scotty style which is really concerning to me. Uh, firecracker Mayo and white bread. Mayo and white bread. White bread. It's, it, it's going to be served on a hot dog or on a cheeseburger bun uh, that has nothing special. It's just a Wonder Bread cheeseburger bun with American It's not on a bun. It's not on a bun. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to know. It's going to be awful. Uh, firecracker shrimp actually sounds decent. Chicken tortilla soup. Uh, Texas ribeye steak or a blackened redfish. And then to war- or to finish it all off, a warm chocolate chip cookie. I mean, guys, that's... In a skillet. In a skillet. That's- okay, the skillet makes it kind of fancy. No, it doesn't. I can get that at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> I can do that at my house with the Chips Ahoy right now. <laughs> all of these things, I'm pretty sure I can do at my house. I literally had tortilla soup for dinner. <laughs> main course sounds good. Main course sounds good. The it sounds like a good steak. Good. Yeah, steak's I'm- a staple. Listen, I'm sure Scotty Scheffler doesn't season his steaks because pepper's too spicy for him. And it's probably well done. Or it's a good thing our Lord and Saviors at Augusta will not allow that to happen. Listen, we're oh. we're talking a, a lot of shit. You guys, you think you can do it better? Yes. Oh, for sure. Who wants to go first? Pick, give, give us your best master's meal. I believe Cameron said his meal was perfect. So uh, let's so let's, let's hear see. It. No, let's save Cameron's for the la- for last then, since his is perfect. So no, I want to hear. I want to get this. I want to set this culinary journey off correctly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. So follow me, if you will. Uh, for appetizers, we're gonna go with two appetizers. Bold move. They go hand in hand. Everyone needs them. Uh, St. Louis staple: toasted ravioli and provel bites. Red sauce to dip it in. You already know. You see you shaking your head. You got to do something local. You got to throw it. Everyone does. Texas ribeye for Scotty. Everyone does something local. I'm getting it out of the way early. God damn it. You are so friggin' predictable. (laughs) Are you just mad that I said it before you got to go? Yes. Uh, (laughs) For salads, we're going Italian salad. Olives, onions, artichoke, vinegar, and oil-based dressing with the garlic croutons. That's a big one. Big hit. Everyone loves it. Camera Uh, went to emo's. To continue, <laughs> to continue the trend here. Are you here, just looking at an Emo's menu? Is that what you're doing right now? He definitely is looking at Emo's. Our main course, we're going uh, chicken spaghetti with Where? lemon white wine sauce over linguine. Uh, staple of Mama's on the Hill. Got to get it if you ever go there. Uh, for people who don't want it, lobster ravioli and a white cream sauce. You can have that. For dessert, bringing it back home, gooey butter cake and French mm. vanilla custard. You might have the. You might have that. Like, Not gonna lie, that. you had us in the first half. Yeah, you, you pulled it. You pulled it back. Wow. Ten out of ten. I, I'll, I'll give you a solid. I'll give you a solid three out of five stars on that one. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you three out of five stars as well because uh, you you lulled me a little bit in the beginning with the appetizer. You're supposed to set the tone there. So, uh, Kenny, can you do better? Uh, I believe I can. I also went with two appetizers. I went with a chicken pesto flatbread. And a bacon wrapped barbecue shrimp. That's how you friggin' do it. This yes, guy went to Bar Louie before we came it. here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I went to my recipe handbook. Like, all right, this is where uh, I will I will say my salads are not a great choice. I went with just a traditional Caesar salad. That's a great uh, call. I also did an Italian wedding soup. I don't know why. I've always enjoyed it. I think it's a really, really good soup. Can be really light too. Uh, I went with a chimichurri, chimichurri style ribeye, Chris or Ruth Chris style hash browns. I don't know if you've ever guys have ever had it. It's delicious. And then I went with a fire roasted Mexican corn, like street corn, 
to go with the chimichurri ribeye. I also did throw in a secondary item, a uh, pecan crusted grouper. Damn boys, it, Kenny. Boys, I, I know St. Louis people love going to Destin. There is a restaurant called Dewey Destin's. It has a pecan crusted grouper with St. Louis style sauce. I don't know what is this sauce that. Mm, we don't have a style with sauce. I thought you were going to say Shoney's at first. <laughs> What am I from? Well, yeah, I am from North County, so I guess okay. Um, um, and then to finish it off with the dessert, actually, I'm I'm making a change on the fly. I'm going with bread pudding. There we go. That is a good meal. All right, listen, that's pretty good. I do feel like I need to put on like a very nice tie and jacket for that kind of meal. Like which I guess green, green. Green point, right? So. Uh, Adam, what you got? All right. A uh, couple of mine got swiped, but I'm going to roll with them anyways. I also went with the two appetizers. Uh, mine kind of has a little bit of a theme of things you can actually catch yourself. Uh, so one of my appetizers, duck jalapeno Herpes. poppers. Is, <laughs> yes, you can catch that yourself. A little bit of duck breast uh, wrapped in bacon with a jalapeno a popper show. and cream cheese in it. Absolutely fantastic. Um, and then I went with a little bit of Augusta flavor, uh, pimento cheese and bacon crostinis, little pieces of Ooh. toast with pimento God, cheese I love and that bacon call. bits on top of it. You got to go with the Augusta style on that. Love one. that. That's a good one. Um, for my meal, I got two options for you. For those that eat meat, we're going to go with an elk tenderloin, um, something kind of basic, just a, a little, little piece of meat that you got there, but it's elk. It's something completely different. Um, and then I went grouper as well, but I went Parmesan crusted. You get the Parmesan crusted grouper, um, you get a little roasted vegetables on the side with both of those. It'd be perfect. Uh, for a soup or in a salad, I went with a loaded baked potato soup. Uh, can't go wrong with a staple. And I also went with Caesar salad. <laughs> I thought he was going to say for a salad, I went with a loaded baked potato. <laughs> there was a slight pause. I was worried. <laughs> that would have been good. Uh, but no, I went with the Caesar salad as well. Again, two basics. It's kind of in the me in the middle. You don't really need it. Uh, and then for dessert, because my name is Adam, I went with the Adam's Peanut Butter Fudge Ripple Cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory. Uh, that really cannot <laughs> be beat. Uh, you're going to know that I won the championship last year. So that's what I went with my meal. I thought we were taking this serious, boys. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious that my meal is going to beat all of yours. Listen, I love all of that. Those are all fantastic. Uh, uh, listen, this is the Masters. Uh, I'm not feeding y'all. Like you're all rich. You're at the Masters. You all can go fuck yourselves. So you I know you don't I have didn't. to pay for it, right? No, no, screw that. No, I'm sorry. Y'all can figure it out. No, those were three <laughs> fantastic meals. I, I love everything about that. Uh, I think that wraps up the show. Uh, we've pretty much hit everything. Uh, Cameron, hold on, hold oh, on. Oh. Oh, first of all, we didn't rate Adams or mine. So okay, I'm, put, I'm sorry. You're I'm, right. You're I'm right. gonna put you on the spot, Sean. Which meal would you prefer to have? Okay, so honest to God, truth, I'm taking Kenny's. That that sounded fantastic. Kenny's does sound good. Uh, I'm giving Cameron. I think I agree with the three out of five stars. Uh, Kenny, I'm giving you five out of five. Adam, I'm gonna give you like a. Four 4.5 out of 5 you lost me oh. with that weird cheesecake factory thing. What? I'm not doing that. Have you never I'm not eating a, a dessert factory? name. I'm not name I'm not eating dessert named after you. That's just weird Hold on. to me. It's fantastic. It's got Oreo, it's got peanut butter, it's got chocolate chips on it. You can't go wrong and it's cheesecake. Okay, cool. It's Change doing the name. Too much. I'll eat it. Mm. All right. So, in my opinion, okay, Kenny on, is the I, winner. Oh, thank you. Uh, I enjoyed that. Adam, have you actually consumed elk? I have. I did it in South Carolina last year. It's absolutely terrific. It is. It is. Wunderbar, and when you put it on a Traeger, mm, mm, mm. ooh, that sounds delicious. I, I disagree right. with these takes. Uh, you can go vote on the poll that will be going up after this episode is on at Pod Riding Pine on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow us at Pied underscore Pod underscore Ride the Pine on Instagram. Uh, follow our network at Benchwarmer Net on Twitter and our sister podcast at Put Me In Coach Pod on Twitter. We're on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, wherever you can find us. Like, subscribe, give us a good review on Apple. Even if you don't like it, leave a bad review. Give us five stars. Any review how, is good. I wonder how Cameron is going to uh, to win this this uh, poll on on Twitter. 
I'm sure he'll find a way because he, he all of his family is going to all of our challenges. It. Does someone want to take over the challenge running? <laughs> all right, we may have to. We're, we're, we're at an bigger, hour. We may have to. We're at we're an hour. Let's go somebody. ahead and uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Great show, guys. Now, if, sorry, if, uh, Dad. Real quick though, uh, just a quick word to close out the show. I don't remember hearing a word of the day. Does anybody else remember hearing a word of I, the day? I'm not going to even try. I don't even think I could pronounce it, let alone fit it in. I'm going to take this blank on this one. Why don't you just try to pronounce it for us? I have Le- Lequitius. Is that a character <laughs> from the water? Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>